Whoa! <laughs> What's up, you beauties? Welcome to High and Wide Radio, episode 18 of season six. I'm your host, Jim Icavone, joined as always by Jack Smith. If you're watching us live on YouTube, which it looks like a lot of you are, please make sure you're subscribed and set an alert for future shows. And if you're listening as a podcast, please make sure you're listening and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify uh, to get notifications for future episodes the minute we upload them. Uh, boys and girls, it just kind of never fails. There always seems to be some sort of drama playing out in Flyer Lane, even this year. And obviously the, the big news is uh, Carter Hart has taken a leave of absence from the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, that came out. Uh, was that this morning that came out, Jack, or was that yesterday? I thought it was this morning, but I it had was this a, morning. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, everything's kind of blending in a little bit. We had some big Carter Hart discussions uh, yesterday. Um, and then it comes out today. Um, some of these players, uh, one by one, there's five players in total that have now taken a leave of absence or were asked for a leave from their respective clubs. Carter Hart being one of them. Uh, Dylan Dubé from the Calgary Flames is one. Alex Formenton, who I believe was playing over in Switzerland, uh, has left his club and he's been asked. Uh, he's been uh, he requested to return back to Canada. Uh, it's believed to be one of the five um, returning to London, Ontario, for uh, to face charges uh, apparently. And the other two players play for the New Jersey Devils, I believe, Michael McLeod and. It's a foot. Uh, the The first name escapes me. I want to say Nolan Foot, but I, I don't want to get that wrong. So I think it, it was Nolan or Cal. It might be Cal. Yeah, I know there's two of them. Um, uh, you might be right. Actually, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. <clears throat> you, you said McLeod. Yep. Okay. So yeah, those are the five names. Uh, Carter Hart, obviously, being the biggest of the five, and uh, his his leave of absence has been granted. You guys probably listened to Danny Briere's press conference today. Couldn't really touch on it. Hasn't talked to Carter. Hasn't talked to his representation. Uh, what we do know is that Hart will be away from the team for at least the week. Uh, most likely longer, but uh, we heard Briere say that he will not be available for at least the next week week's worth of games. It'll be Sam Erson, and Cal Peterson has been called up to uh, back him up. And we have Zach and the uh, Zach and Dave. It is Cal, so you're right there, Jack. Yep. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think, Jack, this is something that we've been talking about. We touched on it a lot last week, you know, uh, but over the summer, we talked about this a lot, how even still, no, no, no names have really been named. We're all still kind of connecting dots. The dots are just a little bit more clear right now, right? And, uh, over the summer, we were all kind of assuming, connecting dots, this and that. You and I, you know, kind of, uh, we we knew a little bit more back in the summer. And, and quite honestly, it was one of the worst kept secrets around, you know, the uh, Philly hockey and, and, and whatnot, right? Um, again, who, we're not saying that Carter Hart has done anything here, but it certainly looks like he's going to at least be questioned or or something again, right, Jack? I mean... Well, I mean, uh, there's a lot going on out there, obviously, and we're all not stupid, you know, but, but, and some, for some reason, people don't like hearing this, but it is true. It's just due process. I'm not saying we're all stupid, but 
you're innocent until proven guilty. Now, are things a hell of a coincidence? <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. But these things need to be these things need to play out. Uh, we should have been having this conversation last August, from what we were told, the end of July. Um, that's when we were supposed to find this out, this information out, and it just kind of went away. So, I mean, I think most of us have our minds made up, or at least in some way, shape, or form. Um, it's understandable. We've been, for a while, everybody thought it was getting swept under the rug. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I guess at this point, I just wanted an answer. I just want to find out. I think they said February 4th or 5th, they're going to, police are going to have an update. That's definitely a date to, I think it's the fifth, to uh, write down, you know, to see if they can, if they're just going to tell us everything or they're just going to give us some kind of update, hopefully more than what, you know, the Flyers had today. Kudos to them for not canceling the press conference and actually just address, addressing what they could. It's not like they could say a whole lot. Um, and it's something, it's something, yeah, live streaming on the fifth on Facebook, actually, I, I read, which I thought was interesting. Um, yeah, it, it's it certainly quells a lot of the goalie conversation we had had because I don't know how you come out of this unless he's somehow magically cleared of all charges. Um, with you know anything we had discussed on our previous pod, like, how, like where does he where does he land? Where does he wind up? Like yeah, you know, he's going to be a restricted free agent. Do you just keep him in your system? Are you allowed to do that? What's the penalties? And in, in, I don't know. There's there's so much unknown right now. Um, you know, there was rumors that they tried to trade him right around the same time they traded Proveroff. The teams it had offers, but also weren't willing to pull the trigger because they weren't, you know, they weren't sure because of this. And we brought this up in the past when we talked about Hart. Now, a lot of people are like you're stupid for trading Hart, and I totally understand that. But this was one of many things that could have popped up at any time, uh, which is another reason when you look at the team's track record, and I brought this up, and I, I do agree with always be adding a goalie every like you should at least draft one every draft, you know, or acquire one in one say, way, shape or form college free agent, whatever, um, <clears throat> because of voodoo, you don't know. And they take forever to develop. But when you look at the track record of, of this team and with Hart and now Urson, and then you factor in other names that call us off who could come over sooner rather than later, the drama with Fedotov, the two guys they took in the second round, there's probably a name or two I'm forgetting. Like, that's a lot of goaltending depth. And they it's not like they just plucked the guy in the sixth round and said, throw him in the machine and see what happens. They took two guys in the second round. This is a rebuilding team using second round capital two on two goalies. Like it, they envisioned this day coming, if not just flat out trading hard, which they were, it seems like they were unable to do. So yeah, I mean, I, I really just want to, hopefully we get some real answers on the fifth. Not much was said by Briere today, but understandably so. What are you going to do? You can't outright say nothing. Oh, yeah, he told me this in private. Like, <laughs> that's not going to happen. So I think I got myself, and I fell for it too. I got myself a little excited thinking we were going to get like more information or not. And it was basically like, oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's really, well, yeah, it's really, it's personal. We don't know anything. Uh, you know, let's go on to the status of the team, which since we're on the subject, it seems that they're towing the company line. Um, especially what they said they were going to do going into the season and will not be spending. Although he, his, he chose his verbiage differently. He said, uh, uh, premium picks, premium assets will not be moving any premium assets. And he's specifically said like a first or a second, but the thought when he said that popped in my head, I was like, does that mean they're willing to move a third to hmm. add to this team is Walker no longer on the table. So I, I don't, I'm not hundred percent sure where they stand on that. So they got about a, what a month and change and to figure it out. Um, yeah. 
yeah. Well, I mean, it was interesting. Well, I want to touch back on Hart because you said, uh, you know, things have been piecing up together. Like, if, if you pay attention to stuff, it was almost pretty obvious. Hey, like, there's shitstorms coming. And the Flyers, rightly so, were preparing for it. Right? You mentioned the goalies that they drafted. Um, signing Urson early to the two-year deal that they signed him to. Um, getting a guy like Cal Peterson back in the deal, who was a captain for L.A., but also a, a veteran goaltender that can play down in the AHL and can also come up and play in the NHL in the event that you will be without uh, one of your NHL goalies, and more specifically Carter Hart. Um, you know, they're, they're, I think we, we were talking the last week or so that, you know, the writing, in my opinion, is starting to show up on the wall that Carter Hart might not be a flyer next season. And the Hockey Canada thing was a massive part of that reasoning for me. I don't think this new regime, like when, when, you, when the new regime talks, what's the main thing that they focus on, Jack? What's the main thing they came in wanting to change? Culture, and it all starts with torts. Right. I mean, they wanted to change their image, the culture. You can't have a guy on your team, your starting goalie, involved in something like this. You can't, right? It, it, no matter how good he is, you can't have someone like that on the team when you're trying to rebrand yourself because now you're associated with that, right? Just the same way that Hart's associated with, you know, let's say we don't know what happened. We weren't in the room. There Apparently there is video proof. Michael brought that up. We weren't in the room. This is going to have to play out. You know, Hart said he didn't do anything. That doesn't excuse him of anything because he was in the room. He didn't tell anybody what, what happened. Um, so he's not excused. But I guess the point is, if you keep someone like this in your organization, you can't. You can't. It's not okay, right? If you're trying to change your image, you just can't do it. And that's the main reason why I think that Hart will not uh, be here next season. And we'll see how things play out. This is just my feeling. But add that in with, hey, this guy's due for a raise. Like, how can you give him a raise after this? You yeah. know, no how good he was in the NHL. Could you imagine how that looks? Oh, Hart, Hart's implicated for sexual assault and the Flyers give him a raise. All about oh, change their image. It doesn't yeah. make sense. You know what I mean? <clears throat> um, add in Sam Erson, the emergence of Sam Erson. I was going to put out an article for three reasons why Sam Erson might be the Flyers goalie of the future. Now there's one. There's one reason, and it's this. <laughs> the thing um so yeah i mean you you mentioned they're they're filling up the pipeline uh they went out and got a guy in a trade uh they kept felix sandstrom around right which was odd like why did they need to keep felix sandstrom around so the writing was on the wall like the, the dots were there to connect it was just a matter of time when this was going to happen and uh i guess it all happened pretty quick the london ontario police department put a uh what did they say exactly? They 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 were calling the five guys back to face charges, is what the what the headline to, read to surrender themselves, turn themselves surrender. in. So, yeah, I mean that's a that's a big thing. So I want to credit. I do want to credit the Flyers organization and, and especially this new front office and Briere Jones Hilferty. I believe they went about this the right way. They knew something was coming, right? And they were covering their asses, doing the right things. 
And uh, I thought Briere had a hell of a press conference today, you know. Um, it, it's funny because you see him live and in person at the games, and he's a, he's a likable guy, you know. During the press conference, you could see, like, you know, talking about something like this, um, his mood changed, you know. He wasn't out of touch. He knew that this was a big deal, and it was something that, hey, we don't really want to talk about this, but uh, I'll say what I can kind of thing. Um, and then when it changed to the team, you know, it was like, okay, well, the team has been positive. Like he kind of almost lit up a little bit. So, um, you know, kudos to these guys. Uh, it's an inexperienced front office and I think they're handling this pretty well, you know? So I just wanted to toss that out there. Um, well, I mean, while you're on that subject, it is something. And I saw something today from, uh, evil gritty that made me laugh. And it's the truth. Like, it said something to the effect of like one year as flyers GM is the equivalent of eight years in the oval office you know, <laughs> stress wise. And I, it made me laugh immediately. And I like, I jotted down some things for Briere and Jones, mostly Briere. And it was like, as soon as he, as soon as he comes in, he is taking over. I, I don't want to say a bad situation, but a very odd situation. And he like talk about public opinion. That was completely against the flyers for all the bullshit they had done on his way out. <clears throat> and it, one of the first things he does is pull off a Proveroff trade. You know, after that, the whole thing with Meechkoff, like sneaking him in and all that. Meanwhile, trying to trade cutter at the draft for, uh, you know, for linebacker essentially, um, you know, then just navigating the season, we're supposed to be losing and looking at a top pick and they're like on fire. Like it affects your rebuild. It's good to see it's good for culture, but it's it does affect your rebuild. So like he's answering questions like you buy or sell or the trade deadline, you know, and then Cutter Gauthier, which we all know that whole fiasco, that whole saga, he's had to deal with that and he trades him and has to deal with all the, the backlash. And what, by that, I mean, teams are saying, Oh, I can't believe the roasting this guy on the way out. Oh, fuck you. Um, and then now, yeah, Carter what a Hart. month, man. What a month. Now Carter Hart. Like, I mean, geez, like talk about rookie of the year for GM. Like, my God, does he deserve it? Hell yeah. Was it tough? Jeez, he's got to be gray by the draft. Like, it, it just made me laugh. And it's just, I mean, I'm liking what I'm seeing from that, from a GM perspective. I'm definitely liking what I'm seeing. But holy cow, what a lot to deal with. Yeah. And we have some great comments here in the comment section, guys. Uh, oh, they're on fire. Keep it up. Yeah. I'll bring up uh, some real quick before we kind of move on here. So, Michael, the article said there is video taken of the incident. Uh, so, there's potentially video evidence. I would think that means those involved won't have much of a defense. And yeah, there is. And uh, whoever the main guy is, which, you know, we don't want to speculate. We think we know. Um, but the main guy uh, took out his phone and made the the girl, the victim, um, say in the, the video that she consented. And to me, that's just that's a that's a flag right there. Like. If you weren't doing anything wrong, why do you need, you know, why do you need that? So they knew they were doing something wrong, which bothers the hell out of me. Um, we have uh, Eric. Eric, thanks for hanging out. Uh, we have Eric says, now we have to hope Erson comes through for now. And, uh, you know, that's going to be an interesting topic, Jack, because this is his first full season. He's played, I think, 30 plus games now. And uh, I think there should be con some some concern. Can he play 50 plus games? You know what I mean? Are we going to see Cal Peterson, you know, every other game or every third game? Do we want that? You know what I mean? So what do you think? 
Oh, man. I mean, it's, it definitely, <laughs> it's so tough because if you asked me at the beginning of the season, I said, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're yeah. going to, you know, going for a top pick, but where they're at now, it's kind of like, uh, and nobody's going to take them. Nobody's going to like want to trade for him with another year at five mil or whatever he's making. So it's just the body. And the only reason they're picking him and anybody else is he goes through waivers and nobody's taking him so they can move him up and down as they please. So it kind of sucks. Hopefully just Arison can just take run, take it and go. Uh, they got to be careful because he's already played a good amount of games. So I don't want to get in, you know, jet, you know, running into some, some, uh, consistency issues there, but it is what it is. Um, It'll, I'm sure it'll. I like the team enough where they should be able to navigate the waters. Uh, they're on a little bit of a tough stretch right now. They, you couldn't wait to put that one up, could you? <laughs> I figured I put it up. I saw it. I, yeah, I saw it when he posted it. Little shit. Uh, <laughs> yes, Hextall did draft hard. That is correct. Um, you know, but they got they got some now they got some other injuries. Tippett's on the IR for God's sakes. Um, and they they definitely played some really good teams. They have come up empty outside of Ottawa. That's a game they should have had. Um, but, you know, this is just – you could tell. I've seen it all over Twitter, and I agree. You could tell the team is like was just didn't have it. Like they're, they're dealing with it. And not to mention, in the Colorado and Tampa games specifically, you had two of the best players in the league just completely take over games, especially Nathan McKinnon. Um, so, Diana yeah, that was, I saw that one. Gem comments in here. So oh, yeah, Diana, this is the first time I've seen Diana in here. So thanks for hanging out, Diana. Uh, she says he's going to be swapping an orange uniform for another orange one. How about that? Interesting. A previous comment said she thinks he's not going to be a flyer by next week. Um, and we'll see. Uh, I mean, I said, I think I said last week, like they're not going to get anything. How can you get anything for heart? How can, who's going to pay up now? He's a, I, at this point, I'm like, does he get? And a lot of with the comments and how everybody's like saying the same thing. Comments, Twitter, just everywhere. Like, is he even going to be reinstated? Like, like what is the ex extent extent of what he did? You right. know, like, I'm really hoping he was out. just <laughs> kind of oblivious. Like, it's just going to be. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry, yeah. we're not supposed to say. Okay, he, he uh, you know, could be yeah, unrelated. We'll could be a personal matter, completely unrelated. Um, but whatever huh. happens. If he is back in any capacity, what do you, what can you do? You know, and like you said, you're rebuilding a culture. You're going to have a guy again. It's going to come down to February 5th. Can't come soon enough. Yeah. It's going to be a long couple of weeks here. So, uh, do you want to get to a comment? We got a compliment, which is pretty cool. Thanks. Zacho. can't watch live tonight, boys, but wanted to check in. Great show. Thanks for your coverage. We appreciate you, Zach. Thanks. Uh, we have, let's get to a couple more comments. We do have Colby Cohen joining us in about 10 minutes. Um, so everybody stick around for that. Uh, yeah, a lot of people seem to think this is it for Hart. Jay Grebby. Jay, thanks for checking in one way or another. I doubt Hart will ever play another game for the Flyers. Um, there's a couple so, of people yeah. asking if the Flyers would get comes, uh, compensated pick wise for losing Hart. Um, if I'm shooting from the hip, I don't think so. I know he's still a restricted free agent. What happened with Jay O'Brien was much different. Um, I don't know where the line is with that, but this guy's a NHL yeah, just, veteran at this point. I think I he's just done. It. He's just yeah. done. Yep. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm. I'm not even sure if the Flyers can terminate his deal. I think. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, I'm really not. But uh, there's no compensation for for any of that kind of stuff. Um, 
So, yeah, there's an alumni game Friday. Mike Richards comes to mind, unfortunately. Remember, his contract was terminated out in L.A. That's really they, rare for, for that stuff to happen. It, yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, he's he wasn't restricted, nor was Corey Perry. Um, but I still don't think that you do. I could be wrong. I just I don't think you do. The only time – even the Jay O'Brien thing, to be honest, that surprised me. The only time I remember compensation is when another team signs your guy and you get compensation based on how much they paid. Oh, Sean, see the next time Flyers Twitter account tweets Hart's name, it'll be when they announce the termination of his contract. Ooh, that'd be uh, yeah, really unfortunate because if they were going to move on and, you know, build this team up, Hart was a trade piece. Um, unfortunately, you know, for me, it's, it's, if, if I'm part of this regime and this is happening, I'm washing my hands of this kid as, as quick as I can. You know, you made the mistake. Uh, wish you the best. You know, good luck with everything. But uh, you got to face the music, you know. Your consequences to actions, unfortunately. And uh, I mean, not unfortunately. You got to face the consequences. But unfortunately, you made the wrong choice. And it is what it is. I'm going to have so, a, a little in my flyers room whenever I get it set up. I'm going to have a little dark corner. It's going to be dedicated to the failed error, what I call it, pretty much the last 10 years. It's going to be three jerseys I bought that have all come up empty. It's going to be Vorchek, Provorov, and Hart's the last no. one, man. Like, I mean, I have not had a – like, before that, but it, Pronger. I got to go all the way back to Pronger, you know. And that's why I wore the other night when we went to the game. Well, who don't, don't you, who don't you like? That's who you got to start getting. I know, right? I changed things or something like that. I don't know. I'm getting Mitch Koff, okay? That's what I'm going to do. But I'm not. I'm going to wait till he's here. I don't want to jinx him. I don't want to jinx him, and it's going to work. All right. My luck needs our luck is going to turn around at some point. Yeah, we got Eric asking: Is the alumni game live? Uh, I, I think it starts at seven. We have Sean C answering in the comments. Fly, it's on the Flyers YouTube, so that's pretty cool. I'll, I'll be there Friday. Uh, and chiming in, he has a Simmons and a Giroux hockey fights cancer. So. Yeah, time to buy some new jerseys. Flyers have some good young talent coming up, and uh, we got a couple minutes before Colby comes on, Jack. Why don't we talk about some of that young talent real quick? Because we, we do have some topics that we we want to touch on with Colby. There was some some hockey news drama happened uh, the other night. I think it was maybe Monday. So uh, we want to talk to Colby about that, obviously, about the Flyers' success and what, he, what he's up to these days. But uh, I want to talk about Owen Tippett, Jack, and that highlight real goal. He scored last week. The the at this time last week, Jack, the vibes could not have been better. Right? Uh, yeah. Spinorama, uh, backhand goal, top corner from Owen Tippett, the squirtle saxophone songs playing nonstop everywhere you go. This week, total shitstorm. But Owen Tippett, Jack, I want to kind of project him a little bit. Um, what are you seeing? What do you think? Of, of Owen Tippett. Did you think that he was this player when the Flyers traded for him? And how much better do you think that he can be? I mean, the easy short answer is no. I mean, I, his draft year, um, I didn't know all that much about him because the Flyers were drafting two overall. And even their later first round pick, they traded for at the draft. So I, I just didn't do all that much research at that part of the draft. He went 10th to Florida. But also, if Flyers couldn't develop anybody, everything was not working out. Florida was Florida was doing great. So I thought Florida couldn't figure this guy out. It's probably on the player 
might have just been an ice time thing with all the talent they had there. So, no, I, I don't want to say I wrote him off. He was still young enough, but I didn't have the highest of hopes. I mean, let's be real. Like, with the names we were talking of what we should have received in a Giroux trade, where, like, that was – we were trying to get another player from Florida – I think it was a defensive prospect or something that would like would have been really nice. And like they, he wasn't even the trade at all. So almost like take it or leave it. I, I truly believe that's what the Florida GM was saying. Like, this is all you're getting. And it wasn't even the first round pick was like a year later too, which I'm, I'm grateful for, but you know, it just seemed like we got whatever they were willing to offer and we know why. And that's it. So when you, that's your perception of what you're getting, you, how could you have that high of hopes? So it's almost it's almost in a sense like Sean Walker, but better because he's young. You know, like geez, who had who had their money on this guy really just turning things around like almost immediately and turning into the player he is. And like compared to how he was last year, last year was nice, you know, but we've seen that with players. You seen like Wade Allison have a really nice finish or half a season and here or there and whatnot. But you know, Tippett really put it together. But then to like do even better this year and start to show some real highlights, uh but he just not just his goal scoring, it's just stick handling. That backhanded goal was incredible. Um, his, his deking was is you know, it's just so much more to his game. I didn't realize he had it all. I thought he was just shooting, and it was even more so on just velocity, not much deception and, and much else. And it, it is night and day what I thought we were getting for this guy. If we get anything with their Florida's pick this year, it's like an embarrassment of riches at this point. This guy set the rebuild like up a couple of years. Like it's, he's one of the main reasons why we are not at the bottom of the league this year. And we're like solidly in a playoff spot. I mean, he's exactly what I think you could have hoped he would be coming back in the Giroux trade. It's pretty, uh, I mean, it, something panned out for the Flyers. something worked. And I just want to comment on, yeah, I just want to comment on Paul's comment that I hate tipping. That's just not true. I did wonder earlier on in the season if he could have been potential trade chip back when they had Cutter Gauthier coming up because I think they are similar similar players. And our guest just popped in. We'll bring him on in for our discussion here. Well, if you're a longtime listener Colby. of the show, you know Jim hates a lot of players. It, it, would, it would seem <laughs> that way. Not true. Colby, how's it going, man? What's going on, guys? How are you? It's been a, uh, been a minute. <laughs> it has been. A, a lot's changed. It's... Uh... It certainly has. Yeah, it's a, it's a fair statement per, personally and professionally. I think that's a, that's a, that's definitely a fair assessment. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely touch on some of that. But, uh, you know, we bring you in. We're, we're actually talking about Owen Tippett, a positive, if you can believe it or not, with some of the news that's come out lately. Um, we can get you to touch on uh, Owen Tippett. Obviously had that spinorama goal last week. He had two of them. Uh, highlight real goal things are looking good last week you remember this time uh around this time last week we had the squirtle saxophone song everywhere we had owen tippett highlights left and right um what do you think about owen tippett so far this year colby i think uh he is a player that you know is is making the most of john tortorella and i think he's he's embraced being pushed to a place he's probably never been pushed before in his career. And I think players that do that under John Tortorella flourish, you know, and, and I, I think uh, you're, you're seeing a, a reason why he was a first round pick and, and a reason why he did what he did at, at younger levels of hockey. And, and, you know, he has the abilities, he's got the last name, he's a coach's kid. You know, I, I think that's, that's 
an important factor for for players. I think coaches' kids sometimes have a little bit of a leg up, and and uh, they're just around the game a little bit longer and a little bit differently and exposed to different things. So, uh, you know, I'm not really surprised at any guy who seems to be sort of flourishing um, under torts as much as I'm not surprised at the guys who can't deal with it and who, who crumble and, and can't play under torts. I, I think it's, it's an extreme one way or the other. And I think Tippett is a, is a great example of, of a guy who who's flourished and, and I'll go back a little bit, um, to Cam Atkinson who, who started his career in Columbus with torts and, and, you know, Cam was was a star his whole life. He really was. Our, since we were young kids, Cam was a star player, and and he had his struggles with torts, and 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 he he found the best parts of his game under torts. He rose to the occasion. Um, Cam's anything but soft, and he's not soft minded. He's not soft willed. Um, he, he he's he's mentally strong. He he, you know, and so players that are able to rise and 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 take the challenge of John Tortorella are probably going to flourish. And, and, you know, I, I'm not necessarily comparing the two players as apples to apples. I just remember early in Cam's days in Columbus. Um, you know, I remember the struggles. I remember the text messages. I, I remember the the conversations when he gets sent down and I'd see him in Springfield because I'd see him often. And, and like I said, a guy I knew, I knew I've known a long time, um, you know, probably since we're single digits in age. So, you know, wow. he's a, he's a great example of, 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 you know, what, what flourishing under John Tortorella can look like. And, and I think, I think Owen Tippett is, is a, you know, a more present example of, of what that looks like. It's outstanding to watch, you know, and I think we heard Danny Briere talk about it during today's press conference that even he had that sort of perception uh, that people have about torts, like, Oh, he's good with the vets and not so good with the kids. And we're seeing some of these, a lot of the younger guys sort of grow and succeed under Tortorella. And I think Tippett is probably the, you know, one of the the great examples, uh, you know, of that. Uh, and then you have guys like uh, Tyson Forrester, who all of a sudden, you know, he's known for his shot, for his offensive ability. And, and this year he's doing everything else. You know, I think we, we all want more goals, but, you know, he's been able to stick on the roster for, for doing all the other things. Pretty great. Um, you know, Bobby Brink was just sent down, but made the team out of camp. Um, there's a lot of positives to talk about with this team. So I almost hate to talk about the negatives. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I, with the news that came out today, uh, Colby, I'm sure you've seen it. I mean, what are your thoughts on everything that's that's kind of taken place? It's kind of been a long time coming for the, some of this sort of thing. And, you know, we don't want to speculate, but the dots are pretty easy to connect at this point, I think, right? I, yeah, listen, I think I think, you know, we all have to be really careful not not to not to, you know, put put a bunch of guys behind bars before they're even officially charged. I mean, I, I think that's that's, you know, number one. But look, guys, you break the law, you 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 face a penalty. I mean, that that is the most simple. Uh, well, it should be the most simple, you know, basic part of our society it maybe isn't anymore but it's supposed to be at least and yeah. with these guys you know they 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 did the wrong thing they broke the law it, it was it was you know fucked up what these guys did um and and i'm not really here for the well they were young kids crowd well you know what 
when a young kid goes to that extreme of a mistake, they're going to face a penalty. And, you know, they're, these, these guys are, are it, it looks like they're going to be charged and it, it looks like they're going to, you know, they're going to have court proceedings and, and, you know, due process. And I don't, obviously I'm, I'm not, I'm not familiar exactly with the, with the Canadian, you know, process. I'm sure it's similar to ours, but you know, listen, if these guys did what, what they're saying happened, then, then they can, they're going to deserve what, whatever comes their way because they, they made, you know, really, really poor decisions. They affected somebody else's life in a really negative way. Um, and, and you know, that, that the girl that, that, you know, I, I know they've never released her name. I, I think, you know, it's EM is I what I think that's how they refer to her. And listen, you, your your heart goes out to someone who's dealing with something like that and who probably can't turn on the television without seeing this story or open her phone. And, you know, so it's it's a horrible situation, guys. There's there's no sugarcoating it. And like I said, you, you can't put someone behind bars without, you know, being charged for a crime. It, it certainly seems like we're heading that way. And, and that's what's what's coming down the pike. But um, if they, like I said, the, the court process is going to happen and, and they're going to, they're going to, you know, make their arguments either way. And that's, that's how society works when, when people get charged with, with a crime and, and if they're guilty of this crime and, and, um, it, it, every indication seems like they are, then, you know, the, the punishment is, is, is going to be severe and it's, it's probably life altering and, and career altering and, and, you know, and, and that's really the last of the concerns. It really is. I mean, I, I, I there's really no other way to look at it. You know, I mean, I, I it's it. it, it hockey doesn't mean anything in this situation anymore. It, it doesn't. I mean, um, Carter Hart is no longer, you know, again, if this does go down, it, it's not Carter Hart, the goaltender for the Flyers anymore. It, it's, it's, this is a human being who, who, who broke the law and, and when a human being breaks the law. There's, there's consequences. It, it shouldn't matter who you are or what you do or where you do it. And, and that's just the reality of it. I mean, I, I, I you know, uh, it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about. Um, you know, like I said, I, I, uh, you know, you feel for, for, for the, for the girl and for her family and, and all of those things, you, you just, you, you hate to see somebody, you know, go through something like that, regardless of who it is or where it happens or by whom it happens from or to it. It's just, it's the part of society that you, you, you hate, you, you do, you just, you don't like it. So, um, it's, it's certainly going to be talked about for the next while here in hockey. Um, and, and, I couldn't tell you. I, I have no predictions. I have no guesses. I don't want to have a prediction. I don't want to have a guess. I, I, I want to sit there and, and let the legal process play out. And, and, um, like I said, I'm, I'm a firm believer. in if you break the law, then you, you deserve what's coming to you. It's, it's, it's actually fairly easy to not break the law. It, it, it is. I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's fairly easy. So, um, I, I don't I don't have much sympathy for these guys um, at all. I, not much. I have no sympathy for these guys whatsoever. So um, it, it's it's disappointing that this is what's dominating the hockey airwaves right now. But it is what it is. It is. And like I said, um, you know, the, the the process is 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 going to happen now. And, and all we can do is is wait and see. You're muted, Jim. It was really well said, Kobe. I, I, could, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's 
It's the reality of the situation. It sucks. It sucks for us, but it's much bigger than us. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. And, and Jack, you said the same thing. It was, that was well said, you know, uh, really not much more you can say. It's, you know, we said it uh, a little bit before you came on. You, 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 you committed a crime and now you got to face the music. Um, just, you just gotta be, you just gotta be smarter than that, man. It's, it's, it's really crazy and it's a shame. Um, so I just wanted to touch on that, get your thoughts on that a little bit. And, you know, let's, we'll kind of move on. Cause now Sam Erson, who has emerged in his own right this year, it's not like he's just being handed the starting goalie position. It almost looked like he was, t- you know, the, the, the goalie starts were split, uh, almost at one point. And, you know, obviously Erson starting three out of four games, uh, during the last four game stretch, Carter Hart playing all of two periods during that, uh, Tortorella even replaced Hart for the third. I think it was for the was it the Colorado game? I think it was. Yeah. So I mean, for for me, it, we we've been talking on this show. The re, there there are flags popping up left and right, and then the way Urson played this year, um, I guess I don't want to say made it easy because you don't you don't want this situation to happen to give this goalie the opportunity, but. You know, for in Sam Erson's case, you want to see him play well this way. When you do have to hand the reins over, you feel comfortable giving it to a guy like Erson. Uh, what have you seen from Erson so far this year, uh, Colby? That you know, maybe he's. Do you think he's capable of playing fifty plus games? Uh, is it, does Cal Peterson have to come in and play every other night? What do you think happens there? Well, I, look, I, I think I think I saw the Flyers called up Cal Peterson, correct? Um, yep. Which which I think is is a you know, it's a, it's an insurance policy that you have in the American league, a guy who clearly lost his way, um, in the NHL because you don't earn a contract like that without stringing together some good hockey at some point. But, um, I've really been impressed with Erson. I think it's funny for the last, I don't know, since I was a little kid, it's always, well, we know that we have goaltending problems in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, and now all of a sudden, you know, when, when, you know, fast forward to three days ago, you, you had a, a kind of a potential, you know, Swayman Olmark situation where you've got two guys that can kind of go out there on any given night and win your hockey game and, and play really well for you. Look, honestly, guys, like I I've never been a big believer in undersized goaltenders. I just haven't. I know, you know, when I, was working in Philadelphia and, and, um, it was, you know, very early in my opportunities to work in the NHL. And it was my first opportunity to work for a team. Um, you know, I, 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 I drank the Kool-Aid and, and I, I, you know, sung the Swan song and, and praised Carter Hart a lot, but, you know, I've never really believed that he was really the answer to the problem here in Philadelphia. That's, you know, like I said, been as long as I can remember, you know, obviously growing up here. So I, I actually really like Sam Erson as a goaltender. I, I like his size. I like it, the way he plays. Um, I, I had a good opportunity to, to talk to Brian Boucher about him a little bit. A couple of weeks ago, Bouche came out to skate with the uh, Flyers Warriors team, um, which, which is a team that I'm involved with here because he's, you know, getting ready for the alumni game. And I was just kind of picking his brain about it. And, and I, I really do like the kid. I think he has potential to be a number one goalie in the NHL. I think the, his ability to not get thrown into the fire, um, in, in, let's say a situation like Chicago, uh, where you're, you're seeing high danger chance after high danger chance. I think, 
it this is a very suitable environment for a goaltender in Philadelphia. The way that this team has, for the most part, defended and and you know taken care of the puck. I mean, I had a a, a a pretty long conversation with someone the other day about you know why I think the Flyers are successful, and I think it's kind of two parts. I think they're they're committed to playing a way that very few teams are willing to commit to playing like that during the regular season um i think the flyers have have you know committed to to taking care of the puck and defending like you know there's only a few teams in the nhl that that are willing to do that you see most teams are are would rather try to outscore their problems consistently teams like toronto um, you know, teams like Colorado, Colorado was in here the other night and that it was a, it was a track meet type of game. And I think, you know, the flyers ha have just been so disciplined with their approach and, and the way they manage the puck. It, I, I don't know the last time I saw a flyers team manage the puck, like they're managing the puck right now. I, I just don't. And so when you couple that, you know, with with the talent level of the goaltenders, like I think Cal Peterson will be okay playing for the Flyers for the next while if they're if they're going to go every other game. Um, just because I just think this is a, a very very suitable, you know, hospitable environment for a goaltender to play in right now. The way that this team is defending and the way that this team is committed to managing the puck. Um, and so I, I don't want I don't say that to take anything away from Sam Merson by any means. But um, when you couple his ability with the way that the Flyers are playing, like I, I don't expect to see any drop off. I really don't. And, and I don't think you'll see a drop off when when Cal Peterson's in the net either. If, you know, they do start to rotate goaltenders, which I think that they will. I, I don't think they're going to start loading Sam Merson up with games. I, I just don't. I think I think they're all way too bought into the process here. Obviously, they want to win every night, but I do believe that they see a, you know, in 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 you know, keeping touch with Danny, Danny, like I do. Um, I do believe they have not lost sight of the end goal here, which is they are in a rebuild, they are in a development process, they are building a foundation and and building blocks. And and I, I even thought it was interesting when Torts recently said like we have decisions to make and we can't fall in love with players because we, we got to make decisions that aren't necessarily all about today. Yes. We got to think about today, but we got to think about tomorrow. We got to think about the next day and then the next day after that. So, um, I, I, I do, you know, I, I do think this team is going to be in good, good hands moving forward with Sam Erson, um, you know, in, in the pipeline, I, I, I give them credit for, you know, attracting and finding some goalie talent over the last number of years, something they've struggled with for a very long time. Do you get the sense this organization, uh, not this organization, but maybe the new regime, the new front offense, uh, offense, I'm talking uh, Keith Jones, Briere, Hilferty, to John Tortorella even, do you get the sense that these guys really have it? Like they know what's going on. They're all on the same page. Yeah. The message is the same from everybody. Um, they're, I mean, they're transparent. Like they, they, they tell you enough, you know, without telling too much, which to me is still telling the truth. Just maybe sometimes not all the truth. Yeah. Um, but they have, they, they have it going on though. They, they have the plan, you know, and, and sometimes you have to make little tweaks because you want to be fair to the players. But whenever I hear them speak, it's like, yes, these guys got it. This is, yeah. this is how they should sound, you know? I couldn't be more impressed with the job that they've done. And I also, um, you know, I, I also would say that, 
you know, I, I'm not surprised. I, I've, I've worked alongside Keith Jones in the TV business for a number of years now. Um, you know, I've spent winter class. I, I did a lot of radio for the winter classics while he was doing TV for NBC. So, you know, it was just constantly crossing paths. Uh, I, I think back to the Olympics back in, um, uh, Pyeongchang, um, you know, just, just, I, I've got to spend a lot of time around him over the years. And, uh, I, I, I really believe in him as a president. I, I think, you know, he's very well respected and I think, you know, he's a little bit of aloof and I think, it gives him an advantage because everybody knows him as this fun loving guy because of the persona. And that's who he is. Like what you get on the radio and what you got on TV is who he is, yeah. but he's a shark. Like, don't be, <laughs> don't kid yourself. People that questioned him and said, Oh, a TV guy, what are we doing? Jonesy is also a shark. I mean, don't, don't kid yourself. And you couple that with the support from Hilferty which they haven't properly had in a long time. They've had meddlers, but they haven't had the right support. Um, you get rid of Valerie Camillo, who was, a, you know, from all accounts, a major problem for the organization, major problem. People actually like going to work now um, that yeah. I talk to within the organization, which matters. Um, and I know all about that because I just came from a similar situation with, with a similar individual um, in Chicago. And I think you just put the right people in there. And listen, Danny Briere has been training for this job for years. He was not dropped into this job. He's been running a team. He, there was a plan. He was going to business school at UPenn, something that they were footing the bill for. Um, th this has been a succession plan for a long time, a guy that they were looking at. And uh, other teams were also noticing it and looking at it. Um, I'm kind of shocked Montreal didn't try to scoop him up last year. I really am. I, I, I am kind of shocked at that. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I just think it's a perfect mix. Um, I, I think these guys have a plan. I think they're smart. I think they understand we need to stay to the plan. Sure. Can you sometimes, you know, take a soft left and then wiggle back to the right? Sure. But at the end of the day, I think these guys understand that, the city wants, you know, a team they can be proud of. And, and the city will understand if you are transparent and you, you keep them in the loop about things. But they also understand that this isn't a team that they want to see make the playoffs this year and bow out and then go in and out for the next 10 years. Like they need to build this team to be successful for a long time. The NHL's better when the Flyers are good. There's only a couple of teams you can really say that about. And the Flyers are one of them. Okay, yeah, they're not an original six, but they're an original seven. You know, they, they really are. So I, I love what they have going on here. Um, like I said, uh, two people I know pretty well. I don't know Dan Hilferty. I, I hear a lot about Dan Hilferty through the Flyers Warriors. And, you know, I, it, it amazes me how Dan Hilferty makes time for that. I mean, the, the amount of one-on-one -on -one meetings and conversations and and it just, you know, that I hear from my my players with the Warriors, like, it tells me that Hilferty cares. Like, not only does he care about the NHL team, but he cares about the city. He cares about the veterans. He cares about anybody with the Flyers' name and logo. You see him at the practice facility walking around shaking people's hand. It, it just, you know, I think he, he's a guy who, who, who's got a lot of really savvy business acumen, but he also knows what he doesn't know. Um, and he knows where he needs to lean on his guys. And, and I just think that, uh, the brain trust of those three guys working together. And then you throw torts into the mix who, you know, is one of the most winning coaches of all time in the NHL and, or, or, and he's coached as many in games as, you know, he's, he's in that, 
um, that 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 top group of guys who have coached X amount of games in the NHL. He's won. He he's coached in how many generations now? He he's yeah. coached in in you know the 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 harder generation. Now he's working with the softer generation. I mean, it's just so it, it's 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 really a, it's a great mix and. Um, I think, you know, uh, co having collaboration is really important. I got a little bit of an inside look into that in Chicago because I, I had a very good relationship with our general manager in Chicago, um, Kyle Davidson, and he was such a collaborative guy and he knew everything that he knew, but he knew what he didn't knew and he knew who to bring in and he knew who to lean on. And that's why I think the Blackhawks will ultimately rebuild properly and be really successful because the hockey operations side of that organization um, has really figured it out. And, and they obviously they got a little bit of luck with Bedard, but a lot of it had to do with getting the right people in there. And as long as, you know, the business side doesn't drag them down, I think that that they'll they'll find their way out of, of the mess that they've kind of been in for quite a while. So um, it's all about people in those leadership positions, because I think that that you know, it sets the tone for the entire organization, players included. And um, I think the proof is in the last number of months, but I think this is the group that that is going to, um, you know, make this this team, the city, you know, make, make hockey on Broad Street impactful again. Well said. And, and I like that you brought up uh, Valerie Camillo. And one thing that, that we've been talking about is the Flyers – Obviously, we're, you know, when Ed Snyder was around, they were ran like a like a hockey team. Um, and under the last regime, you could feel it change into a corporation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It had that very corporate vibe. And uh, now that these guys are back, just the vibe in the building, it's, it's a hockey team again. It's a hockey organization again. You have hockey people in charge. Um, so the, the, the feels are back. The good vibes are back. Um, you, you brought up leadership and, you know, one of the reasons we brought you on was uh, because of uh, what was kind of happening the other night. I think you and I were talking about it a little bit with the whole uh, the, the THN and the hockey news and whatnot. And um, I, I wanted to bring something to your attention, but it seemed like you were already aware. And, you know, there was way more happening than that I knew about, obviously. And I wanted to give you kind of a chance to... Uh, if you still want to kind of talk about what was going on and this had to do with the hockey news and THN, there was somebody on, uh, he's associated with flyers, Twitter, he was associated with THN put out a big long statement. I think since then he's deleted it or whatever, but, uh, I wanted to give you a chance to kind of, to voice your opinion on, on, you know, give your side of the story and such. Hey, listen, I, I don't know. I don't know that kid to quote John Tortorella from a hole in the wall. Um, <laughs> but I do know that in this industry, people get taken advantage of every single day. Um, you know, I'm fortunate that I don't have to be in that situation anymore. But I remember early in my broadcasting career, you know, people would throw things at you and they would take advantage of you financially because they knew you you needed that job or you 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 know, you, you wanted that gig so badly that they could take advantage of you. And it happened to me one time working for SNY network, doing a college uh, gig for SNY network. And they kind of, they pulled one over on me with tricky language and a contract shame on, you know, me and, 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 you know, my representation at the time for not catching it, but it, it was very gray and it was very tricky. And, uh, they they pulled one over on me and hey listen they got me and and when they reached back out to me to work for them the fo the following year I I laughed in their face so you know I I've heard a lot of really nasty things about the way they're treating people at the hockey news and and a, a good friend of mine 
you know, is owed months of back pay from them um, after they they didn't pay him for a few months and then they just let him go. So when I saw that that kid tweeted that, um, you know, I, I was quick to, you know, say, listen, th- and when you read my tweet, I never really stood up. I, I really it, it wasn't it was less about that kid and just more about, you know, scummy leadership at the hockey news. And And after I put that tweet out, I probably had I think within 24 hours, I probably had close to 20 writers or former writers reach out to me from the hockey news to tell me all different stories about how they're owed money and how they've been burned and how they got fucked out of this or screwed out of that. And so, you know, it, 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 sometimes if it, if it walks like a duck and sounds like a duck and, and, you know, it's a duck. And, And so, you know, again, I, I, I don't know what that kid did. I, it sounds like he pissed a lot of people off in the, in the Philadelphia market, uh, not crediting sources or whatever. Listen, I'm not a writer. Um, I'm not a journalist. I've never been a writer. My writing is actually dog shit. Um, I probably write like I'm in sixth grade still. My sentence structure would, would probably get laughed at if I tried to turn an article in on one of your guys' platforms. Um, this is why I, I do the talking instead of the writing. I guess I skipped that class in college, but, um, yeah. And so the more I found out, the more I just was shaking my head at, at what a, what a dog shit organization that, that the hockey news has been running. And, you know, guys at this point in my career, um, I don't really care. I, I don't, I don't mind calling shit out. Um, you know, I think you guys probably knew a more tempered version of me years ago. I I was eager to make it in this business. I was looking to, I was working for the Flyers at that point. I go to work for the Blackhawks. Uh, You know, again, I I think, you know, carrying water for a professional sports team is, is, you know, takes a lot out of you, especially when you work in Chicago and and they're riddled with issues every other week. um, Just because again, questionable leadership at the top. And, and so, you know, you know, being back home, you know, back in Villanova, we, 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 you know, when, when, when I left that organization, um, we, we sold our home and we, we came right back to, to my home. And, and, you know, I, I, the last time we spoke, I wasn't married. I didn't have a kid. I, both of those things have happened since. So congratulations. That's, that's awesome. I, I, life has changed. My daughter will be one soon. So, um, you know, life has certainly changed. And I, I just have gotten to a point where, I don't really care at this point if I'm, you know, I'm not going to be scared to say what I believe. Um, I, I've, I've, you know, if, if I see something that I don't like, I'm not going to sit on the sidelines anymore. If, if uh, that costs me, uh, it is what it is. Um, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not looking to go back and work for an NHL team anymore. I'm, I'm sick of being handed the talking points to talk about, sports teams uh it's why i'm i'm doing my own show in the mornings on on the daily face off because i'm not beholden to a team uh if i want to go in on a team i can go in on them if i want to talk about something i can talk about it and and if i want to go on twitter and and continue to voice you know and stick up for israel and and what i believe in that whole situation and i'm gonna do it you know and and i'm not gonna think twice about it and i don't care and and um, it doesn't matter to me at this point. It really doesn't. I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I, you get to this point where you, 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 you keep your mouth closed long enough because you're worried about who, how others will react. And then eventually you just get to a point where you just, you don't give a shit anymore. So, um, I mean, I, I, I'm sure again, like 
um, when, when the whole Kevin Hayes thing happened, I was quick to publicly, you know, go at Anthony Sanfilippo on, on Twitter, a guy who I like, I do. I've all, I I've been on their show a bunch of times. I, I like those guys, but I didn't, uh, I didn't like what he did and I didn't respect what he did. And, and I publicly went at him. I didn't go in the DMS. I, I, I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it publicly. And, and we talked about it on our show and, and, it just is what it is. Like it, it, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't, it doesn't make him a bad guy or anything like that. I just, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit on the sidelines anymore and, and I'm not going to worry about, you know, um, what could happen. It's just, you know, if, if I feel like having to making a comment, I'm going to make a comment. I, I made a joke on Twitter uh, a couple of days ago. I saw an article in the New York Post about how you can't get a burger in Canada, uh, medium rare or something like that without signing a waiver. And I made a joke and, and I made a joke about Justin Trudeau, a guy who I disagree with 100 percent. And I think he's embarrassing. And I mean, my my mentions, I mean, I made a joke about hamburgers and you you, you would have, you know, you should have seen the mentions. It, it's yeah, God people forbid. start people make death threats to you because you make a joke about a, a leader about hamburgers. I mean, you know, right. it's, no it's one, weird. It's weird seeing people hold water for world leaders, isn't it? It's like, Christ, they don't give it, a shit, man. It, it, I mean, listen, no one has a sense of humor anymore. Everybody's offended mm -hmm. by everything. Everybody's sensitive about everything. And and listen, it, it's, uh, you know, for me, like I said, I, I, I've I've reached this point of I'm going to do my own thing and, and um, not going to have to worry about uh, what the Blackhawks think or, or what the Flyers think or what any team thinks for that matter. And, and it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's a very freeing feeling. I'll tell you that much. Well, good for you, man. It, it sounds like you have a lot of uh, good things going on and it, obviously we could see the difference in, I mean, uh, you know, I guess you, you used the word I think reserved before. And as soon as I heard you say fuck tonight, I was like, Oh, we got a different yeah. Colby on tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, congratulations again, man. I guess you got married and had a kid. That's uh, exciting stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, Chicago was uh, there. There was a lot of lot of good that came out of that. That came out of a couple of years in Chicago. A lot of lot of great relationships. You know, I mean, I knew my wife obviously before we went to Chicago, but we got married in Chicago. Um, we we had our daughter just about you know coming up on it. I I I no joke. We had my daughter. I had to miss the selection show for the NCAA tournament. Cause she went into labor, um, which I was supposed to fly in and do. And then, um, we, we, my daughter came, you know, whatever, uh, uh, later that day. And, and I was supposed to, um, I was, you know, we were in the hospital for maybe 36 hours. We couldn't get out of there quick enough. We went home. I dropped my stuff down, spent a couple hours. And then I got on a plane and headed to, I think Bridgeport, Connecticut for the first round of the NCAA tournament. Um, so luckily my mom, her mom, you know, we had reinforcements come right in, but, uh, I, I was, uh, it was certainly a whirlwind and it, it was like, you know, it's this time next, this time last year, because I'm starting to get, you know, all of our assignments and whatnot for the NCAA tournament this year and where we're going to be and, and, you know, who, who, who we're all together with, um, you know, no Barry Melrose this year, everybody saw the, saw the news there um which which yeah. sucks i mean yeah, my my favorite guy in the world to work with um you know him and john butchergrass are, are two of my dear friends and and you know barry has been dealing with that for a long time you know only his very close friends knew about that and it always killed me to see people 
killing him um, on, you know, social media and this and that, because they just had no idea what he was actually going through. I think, I think, uh, you know, Barry Melrose to me is a first ballot hall of famer for everything that he did in the game. Um, the NCAA tournament will not be the same this year. It will not be as fun. You know, we, we had a ton of fun working that event together. We had a lot of great meals, uh, a lot of, a lot of great drinks. He's the only guy that I'm, I'm willing to sit in a cigar bar for. I'm not a cigar smoker, but <laughs> I'm willing to go in there and sit with Barry because the, once the stories start, you, you won't get a better guy talking about it. So um, you're right. A lot has changed and, and it, it's, it's fun to be, uh, you know, back in the area where I grew up. It's, I, I haven't lived here since I'm uh, in this, in, in Villanova where I grew up. I, I haven't lived here since I moved away from home at the age of 15. So it's been 20 years for me. And, uh, it, it's, uh, I live, you know, five minutes from the high school I went to and, and, you know, I'm, I'm introducing all these places to my wife and, and, um, you know, we, we, I see my, my childhood friends and it's, it's, it's phenomenal. I, I, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not leaving. I, 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 I've had some opportunities pop up around the league and it, it's, you know, in, unless the Bruins come calling, um, this is where we'll be. And this is where mm -hmm. we will be for the very, very foreseeable future. That's good stuff, man. We're, uh, we're very happy to hear that things are going That's well great. for you, dude. Um, we do have a comment here for you, Colby. Speaking of college hockey, what's wrong with Penn state? Listen, it's, it's a great question. And, and, um, a friend of mine who works in the TV industry, uh, his, his name is Ben Boma. He, he works with Kenny Albert, Eddie Olchek. Um, you know, he, he's a, you know, he works in production and he's a great hockey mind. He was Doc Emmerich's guy and he's a big Penn state alum. And, and, and we, we talk about this all the time and it, it's, 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 uh, concerning right now to me, Penn state, because what, what they're not doing is, is they're not winning recruiting battles in this area. They're not getting, the kids from Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Philly, South Jersey, they're, they're not. And, and Penn state needs to do what BU and BC do, you know, does, excuse me, or Minnesota does. If there is a great player from those areas, they go to those schools. It's a no brainer. It's not even a second thought about it. And that's not happening for Penn state right now. And they've got the facilities you know, listen, they're fucking Penn State. I mean, it, it's like I didn't go to Penn State, but I know what that means. A lot of my friends went to Penn State. You know, we we don't live that far from Penn State. They, they you know, they, they probably need a little bit of a shakeup there, in my opinion, because I think right now is the first time since their program started that they're not even really competitive with top teams. They're not. Um, and I, I really like their coach, Guy Godowski. I, I think he's a great guy. I think he's a great coach. Um, but they, they need to make some changes. And I don't know if that's assistant coaches. I don't know if they need to recruit a little differently. I, I Here's what I can tell you. The best kids generally come from the national development team. And when you look at the, the line charts on the NTDP roster, um, you don't see a Penn State logo commit next to any of their names. You see four and five for BU, a few four and five for BC, Michigan, Minnesota, North Dakota. They need to go in and get those national development team kids because they're generally the, the the highest recruits and the highest end players. And they lost a kid from Pittsburgh recently, LJ Mooney. He went to minute. He committed to Minnesota because you know Logan Cooley did the same thing. Logan Cooley is a Pittsburgh kid. You know that should have been a no brainer to go to Minnesota. So I feel you on that, Sean. I actually have been sort of trying to advocate 
obviously you see the hat I'm wearing, you know, you, you see what's over my shoulder. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a BU guy through and through. I have a lot of belief in, in, in my program in Boston, especially my, my closest, some of my closest pals and former teammates are running the program now, you know, but I, I would love to see Penn state become more of a powerhouse. I think they've got the money, they've got the cachet. I think it's a little bit of a mindset that they need to kind of step up into the big leagues and, and, act like a blue blood because even though they're not a blue blood in hockey, they are in other sports. So, um, it's a great question. It's, it's, it's funny you asked it because like I said, it's a topic that has been wildly discussed amongst me and some of my hockey friends and my hockey circles. I know the flyers are wondering the same thing. And I know the flyers have had good conversations with Penn state. They've invited them to events. They've kind of brought them into the fold a little bit. Um, I, I think there's some good connections there. And so, uh, I, I do hope they can turn it around and and kind of get themselves back into, um, you know, being a team that that is playing late in the season because I think eyeballs are are on the TV when when it's the Nittany Lions. I, I think it's an iconic brand that you know draws attention. Great question, great response. Thanks for that, Colby. Yeah. Um, so I mean, obviously we're coming to an end here. I, I want to just make sure again, people can find you on Daily Faceoff now. How how recent is that? That's somewhat new, isn't it? So, um, you know, Frank Saravalli is a is a childhood friend of mine. We we grew up playing hockey together here in this oh, area. Wow. We were we played for the Valley Forge Minutemen together. We played summer hockey together. Uh, we played some junior flyers together. So, you know, we've known each other a very long time, and. Um, before I got hired by the Blackhawks, Frank had actually come to me. It's when the Flyers, you know, had let me go or, you know, whatever. They, they didn't bring me back. However, you actually want to, you know, I'm still waiting for a phone call for someone to tell me. But, um, you know, and it's NBC. I shouldn't say the Flyers. It was NBC. And, and so um, I, Frank reached out to me almost right away when that happened and, and offered me to come work there. He, he had just started. They were building this platform of shows and you know, we were, we were talking about me doing a couple of shows with him there. And then the Blackhawks thing came up and, um, I, you know, obviously I, I took that opportunity. And so when, um, when, when I left, you know, when, when the Blackhawks thing, you know, you know, ended and, and I left there, you know, he reached out to me and said, we'd love to get you on the network. We'd love to get you to do some shows. Um, contractually, I, I had to wait a little bit. Um, you know, I can't go too much into it. Um, just because of, you know, paperwork, we'll call it issues. <laughs> I'm sure you guys can, can connect the dots there, but, um, I had to wait a while. So we, we kind of developed a, an idea of a morning show, a live morning show every day at nine o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, I, I picked a co-host who is a, is a big Rangers guy, but he's a young kid. He's a media guy. He's, he writes, he played division one hockey at UMass. Um, and, and, uh, you know, the support at the Delhi Faceoff has been incredible. They hired a producer for us. They gave us a nice budget. Um, you know, they, they, they're really kind of a, they're, they're run as a first class organization. I mean, they're owned by a huge private equity firm. Um, so they have major financial backing. And so the show started, I want to say, uh, about three weeks ago now. Um, and, it's it's Monday through Thursday. It's 9 a.m. It's on the Daily Face Off YouTube. It it you know they save it over as a podcast. After we we you know we we have great video support. Um, we break clips down. We we have guests today. We were supposed to have Shane Pinto. Uh, we had a technical issue, so it didn't work because he was using his cell phone. 
um, and he was in Canada and there was some sort of issue there. I'm sure you guys have dealt with that, obviously, as, oh, yeah. as you know, digital guys. Um, so we're going to try to get him on next week. But, um, you know, it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's like having an hour long hockey talk show four days a week with with a ton of, you know, back end support. And I got to tell you, it's probably the most fun I've had, you know, in the media since I started doing it. I, I, I because again, it's, it's unfiltered. I mean, we, we, you know, we go with the flow, we see what's going on. It's been fun. Cause we've got to, we've talked a lot about the flyers, the whole cutter Gauthier thing. Um, you know, we, 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 we spent a lot of time with that. I think we were, you know, stuff we talked about on our show was, was used in a lot of other areas um, just because of certain details that, you know, I, I had just been privy to just because I'm on the college scene and I talked to these college coaches and, and, you know, kind of dumb luck time and place type of thing. And, and, you know, you can't forget some of the people that are involved are former teammates and colleagues of mine. So, um, it always helps, but, um, it's, it, it's a ton of fun. And, and like I said, we, we don't talk about the flyers every day and I know this is a flyers audience, but we, we certainly do, um, have our fair share of flyers talk, especially when they're playing well, um, especially with everything they had going on with, with Goche and, and, I think we'll we'll probably have Danny B on the show here at some point, um, and and just to pick his brain, maybe closer to the deadline because I think they're one of the interesting teams around the deadline of what do they do. Um, I, I I I do think it'll be really interesting to see. I, I I think I have an idea of what they should you know will do and what they should do, but you you just never know. Um, so yeah, that, that's where you can find us, um, on their YouTube page, wherever you get podcasts, it's usually within an hour of the show ending. It's, it's, it's taped and, and, you know, put on, uh, um, on the, on the podcast, but you know, we, we, like we had Frank Vetrano on the other day, which was really funny because, and I didn't even remember this, but apparently him and I had like a Twitter beef, like over 10 <laughs> years ago while I was doing a broadcast for the bean pot and he was a college player. Um, he, he had just been like, cause he went to BC, but he like got kicked out of BC and then he had to go to UMass and then he had to sit out a year. And he, he like, I, and I didn't remember this, but my co-host and him are friends and they, he, they remembered it. And so <laughs> we had never met, we had never talked. And so, and I was like, get him on, let's, let's, ha let's hash it out on the show. And, and we had the tweet up, we had Frank on, we went through the whole story. We gave our side. I mean, it was, it was hysterical. Like I was, my face was beat red, as red as this towel over my shoulder because I was laughing so hard at, at this whole thing. And, and so it, it's the beauty of, 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 you know, doing it this way. And, and so, yeah, like check us out. Um, like I said, we, we definitely mix in the flyer talk, especially when they're playing well. I, I watch the flyers a lot now. They're, they're entertaining. They really are like, um, I want to be entertained. I watch teams that entertain me and, and you know, living here. And, and now I'm going to, you know, raise my kids here. I'm sure they will be Flyers fans. I, I, it'll be hard to avoid. Um, like I, I, I tell people all the time, it doesn't burn in me anymore. I'm not a Flyers fan anymore. That that flame died probably when I was at the NHL draft all those years ago. But I, I certainly appreciate the market and and. You know, I, I still have a good relationship and keep in touch with Craig and 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 Jay Snyder. Craig Moore, um, you know, our, our, my my mom and and the Snyders grew up together um, on the same block in Lower Marion, and and were close and went to school and and everything. So, um, you know, anytime I I pull out a picture of me drinking from the cup, my mom pulls out a picture of her 
Bobby Clark holding the Stanley Cup while she's drinking out of it in the locker room <laughs> in the 70s. So she kind of one ups me there. Um, since we both played the same amount of games in the Stanley Cup playoff or in the Stanley Cup final. So <laughs> she, she she has me there. The difference is, is I got a ring. She didn't get a ring, but same same stat line, which isn't a great thing for me, right, boys? So um, you know, so yeah, check us out. We're 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 having a lot of fun with it and and you know, we'll we'll probably uh get get Shane Pinto on soon. He's going to he he told us, you know, we talked to him this morning. He's really good friends with my co-host. They grew up together and he told us, "Listen, nothing just don't be an asshole, but nothing's off limits. If if you guys want to ask me what happened, I'll I'll talk about it." And he hasn't really talked about it yet. So, um we'll, we're going to try to do cool shit like that as often as we can. He might be next week, he said. He might come May, back yeah, on next week. Yeah, like I said, we were supposed to have him on today. We we promoted it. And then, you know, he, they had practice. So he was doing it, um, from the parking lot of practice on his cell phone. And there was just some sort of issue. I, I, I'm not a tech guy. Like we, we use this program called OBS, which is a little more tech technically difficult, I guess the way it's been explained to me. Um, and, and so there was, there was some sort of issue with the software today. It was a bummer. We were, we were disappointed. Um, you know, we pivoted and talked a lot about the flyers versus Tampa game, and, and if the Flyers were potentially starting to slide or how I felt about them and this and that. So, you know, keep an eye on Twitter because we'll we'll start pumping it out. We'll start promoting it uh, as we get closer in the next week. That's great stuff, man. I think first and foremost, we can tell you're happy. Like you just exude yeah. it. So I'd say congratulations, dude. A lot of stuff going your way. You deserve it. So that's awesome stuff. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks. Thanks. I, this is my first uh, appearance on any Flyers type of show, so in a long time. Get the it, hell it, out, really? It's been a long time, yeah. And I don't, I don't think I'll be, I don't think Snow the goalie invites are coming my way anymore. So <laughs> you know, I used to jump on with those guys all the time, but um, I don't think they're coming my way probably anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding, but, um, but yeah, no. So it's, it's, it's like, a, it's, it's cool to be back. And, and, you know, like I said, it's, it's always fun to talk about the flyers, especially when they're, you know, giving us something, uh, something worth to talk about. That's for sure. Our door's always open, man. Uh, before we let you go, are you going to be around on, uh, on Friday for uh, the alumni game or anything like that? So I'm, I'm going to be around just for the warrior game. We, we have a game before the alumni play. I think our game's at four 30. I want to say, um, we're okay. playing against the Boston warriors. Obviously I don't play. I coach the team, um, with, with Brad Marsh, but Marshy's a little busy that day. Um, get, getting the, the alumni group together. So I'll be around the Wells Fargo center for, you know, probably from like three 30 till the end of our game. And then, I got a, I got a quite a few friends in town with Boston. So, you know, I, I won't stick around for the alumni game. So I'll probably go meet some of my friends for dinner, but, um, there you go. very cool. Like I, I, I'd probably go rather watch a game. John LeClaire is playing in than, than, than any, you know, current day NHL game, just because, you know, that's the shit we grew up on. So, oh, yeah. um, so I'm sure you guys will enjoy that. I'm sure the fans will enjoy that. And uh, I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on Twitter. I'm sure somebody will be live tweeting what's what's happening in that game. So that's for sure. Jack, anything uh, last minute before we let him go? No, that was pretty good. I think we covered everything. That was beautiful. <laughs> I think we did too. Colby, yeah. thanks for your time, man. We'll have to do this again soon. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. As always, stay in touch. All right. We'll do, Colby. Thanks. All right. All right. Take care. Thank you. All right, there he is, man. What a guy, man. It's uh. You know, you root for a guy like that. He's doing uh, he's doing what he wants, Jack, right? And uh, the 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 chains are off, if you will. He's unleashed. 
Colby yeah. Cullen. Which, uh, it's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. was, I mean, it was think cool about to have him on. Be handed handed talking points. Like, why why even listen to that stuff? You know what I mean? You gotta listen to it. The stuff like this, where I, like look at us with Gautier. Nobody's holding back. Am I was I holding <laughs> back? Maybe I was a little bit. No, I, I don't think oh yeah. yeah, I mean a little bit you held back. I mean, you didn't yeah. use one particular word, but other than so, that, yeah. you know. Well, I snuck it in at the end. You just you got disconnected. Yeah, that was good stuff, man. That was fun. <laughs> it was uh cool to have Colby on. Uh he had a lot going on. I didn't know he went through all that. So yeah, it was cool. It was good. I was thinking about it. last time we had him on. I was like, it had to at least be two years. Yeah, I think he might yeah. have been still with the Flyers at that point. I, I, I think, he, I think we knew he was leaving. I think we knew oh, he okay. was leaving. Yeah. Yeah. And, good, uh, it, so I didn't know that. they didn't call him back, but I knew he was going to Chicago. So I didn't. Yeah. Like, why, how else would I know that if we didn't get it from him or something? Mm, sure. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much that we didn't cover. Was there anything that you wanted to touch on? All of a sudden, this turned into an hour and 16, 17-minute show. Was there anything that you wanted to touch on before we uh, move on? I mean, we didn't talk about the Flyers' three-game losing streak or anything. First three-game regulation losing streak since October. Um, Kobe alluded to uh, two things that I find interesting. Is, uh, sure. How the, and we can wait on the one. But they are going to be an interesting deadline team. We alluded it to ourselves earlier. Like what they're going to do because of where they're at, and what they're looking at. But part, part, what could help answer that question is: Are they on a three-game slide? I mean, yeah, they lost. But like, how much of this has to do with injuries, overall talent, and just where they're at in the season? Carter Hart, or just the teams they played? I mean, the Avalanche and Tampa are two very good teams. So you might look at the standings and say, "Hey, what's going on with Tampa?" Well, they were without Vasilevsky for like two and a half months. Hmm. So I got and Kucherov took over that game. Um, McKinnon took over the Colorado game. They had their own mistakes and they, they can't be making mistakes against teams like that. They put those teams on the power play to wait as good as their penalty kill has been. Those teams, those are the kinds of teams you can't put on the power play and it, and they got burnt. The only game that I truly was like upset about was Ottawa. You go up two nothing Zamula with two goals. First one was hilarious. Did you see that goal? Yeah, I, I think yeah, I was I, there for that when everybody was looking the other way. Well, they like flew up in the air and went all the way to the point, and it, it was like the dust cloud in a uh, cartoon. And the guy yeah. crawls out. That's the puck just took off, and they're all <laughs> poking at nothing, you know. And I, and then of course the Ottawa coach is all bent out of shape. I'm like, come on, you know. It was, uh, but it was all downhill from there. <laughs> it's like, what happened? And uh, I thought it was a game. I thought they should have won it. it. But there's probably more going on there that we realize and now this whole heart thing. So I'm not ready to say that they're on a slide yet. Just like I wasn't the first time there are signs, but you know, there's a lot of factors when it comes to this, you have injuries, Tippett, you lost Tippett. He was hot as could be. You lost Tippett. Um, this stuff with heart, but they brought, they came out of it last time. We'll see. We'll see what they do. They got a tough schedule coming up. If I, if I uh, remember correctly, I think they got Boston at least. Uh, let's see Boston Saturday got, for sure. I think they have Detroit tomorrow. Detroit tomorrow. Uh, I think they, they have Carolina coming up. So yeah, it's Troy tomorrow, boss. Uh, yeah. Boston Saturday. And then they have, I can't go that far. So not again, nothing until next Tuesday, but like there's some teams I know they haven't played that are good. They've only played like once or not at all. Like, so we'll, we'll see. Um, do you think that they need this break coming up, Jack? Do you think like the players are like, please God, just get us to just get us to Sunday. Yeah. I think that mentally with everything that's going on, I, th I don't think it can hurt. I don't think they're a team that's playing so hot that's stopping them. With, which that could have been the case, but um, it's clearly not. There's only, what, two, they'll have two games before Sunday. So, yeah, two, two uh, 
tough games. They've been going back and forth with Detroit, I think, and Boston. Boston's Boston. So uh, I think they want to get get to the break mentally, not even physically. Mentally, I think they need they need a break with everything going on around this team. I think they'll be fine, but it's not going to hurt if they don't snap this streak. I'll, I'll play the opposite because I, I thought they looked good in the games against the Avalanche and the game against uh, Tampa. Um, Tampa. I thought they I thought they out even outplayed Tampa for most of the game. Um, the Ottawa game was unfortunate, but they are on a three-game losing streak. I think they have to snap it tomorrow night against Detroit, or things could get a little hairy. You know, if it turns into a four, five-game losing streak heading into the break, coming out of the break, they have Florida away, Winnipeg at home, Seattle at home. Seattle's got their shit together of late. We know Winnipeg's a top three team in the NHL. I don't know if they're still top team. Um, but Florida's playing some decent hockey. And also, I want to point this out. The Flyers are not a great home team this year, right? So, I mean, they're actually 500 at home. They're 14-6-4 away from the Farg and 11-11-2 at home. So home ice advantage doesn't really exist. So, like, I want to say, oh, they got Winnipeg at home. They have an advantage. Not really. So if they don't snap this streak – Tomorrow in Detroit, who I, I think is also playing some decent hockey. Yep, 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. This could snowball a bit. Uh, it could. I'm not saying it's going to because they have – they could definitely beat Boston Saturday, and you know maybe they beat Florida. Who knows? But it has the potential to, 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 to snowball, um, unfortunately. So we'll see. Yeah, this, we'll say it, it's – they lose both games. It's definitely some, yeah. you know, it, it could help them too. I, I really don't know. The other combination of young and older players who I, I'm sure Torts will get them whipped into shape. Yeah. Let's, let's hope. So tomorrow night, Detroit, uh, I think it's seven 30 seven. I think it was, I think it's seven. Okay. Let's go with seven. Let's go with seven. Uh, yeah. It's actually a big game. They are now five points out of first place. The Rangers lost in overtime to the Sharks last night, and the Flyers wow. only got two points out of their uh, week. Wait, did they get two? No, they didn't get any points. They beat Dallas on Thursday and then lost three straight. So, yeah, not collecting any points. They had an opportunity to you know stay within two to three points in New York. Um, need a big win tomorrow against Detroit. Obviously, Friday, the alumni game. Uh, will you, are you going to the alumni game, Jack? Uh, no, I'm not gonna be able to make it. I got all sorts of work going. I got a whole schedule change at work. Oh, they're trying uh, to screw me. Trying uh, to screw me. Gotta love the old schedule change, man. I'm going to uh, work for a high and wide full time. One of these days. <laughs> we got to get a job with Colby. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Uh, so yeah, I'll be at the game. I'll, I'll be there as media or whatever. We'll see how it is. Um, hopefully it's a good time. And then obviously, we have Saturday, 1230 against Boston. I'll be there. And that should be a fun game. Should be good, a good game. Boston's doing the same thing they did last year in the regular season. Uh, I think they still have single digits, single digit uh, regulation losses. So be a tough game. Maybe uh, uh what do they call those games? Uh a measuring game? stick game or whatever oh. you want to call it. <laughs> you talk about Florida? Uh Boston on Saturday. Oh, oh Boston. I'm sorry. I was yeah. always the reason I was thinking Florida is like that's a game we gotta win. Because remember, yeah. we have their first round pick. Yep. So, uh, what do you think? Should we wrap this one up? That was a good one. There was a lot, a lot said there, a lot going on. Kobe, um, he, he said a lot. 
Yeah. Be good. Kobe Unleashed. I'm going to see if we can get him on once a month or something for, there you go. for something like that. Because uh seemed like he had a lot to say there. I feel like he wanted to get a lot more out. Uh, we only had him for half an hour tonight, though. So I want to thank everybody in the comments. We had a ton of people in the comment section tonight. Maybe a little bit too many to thank. We'll be here for another half hour. Uh, but uh, I want to let all of you know that we do appreciate you hanging out and chatting it up in the comments, saying hello. Uh, we'll be Great back. Great conversation. Great conversation yeah, in the comments alone. Yeah. And we love that. Yeah. Uh, that's what we want to do here. We want to create a space where Flyers fans can hang out and, you know, hang out and talk. So we're for Jack, I'm Jim. We'll be back uh, next week. Flyers are off next week. So we uh, we can record any day we want next week. We Jack. Got free we'll, rain. All right. Yeah, we got free rain. So we'll let you guys know, of course. Uh, thank you guys, as always, for hanging out. Like I said, for Jack, I'm Jim. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Take it easy, fellas.